0: What's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Today's a motivation Monday. It's March 12, twenty eighteen, and this is episode one seventy two. In today's show, I'm going to tell a little bit of a story. I'm going to go over um, kind of a big, a big startup. Um, that's that's uh, it's. It's been around a while. You guys are going to recognize the name, but I'm going to kind of talk to you about about their their inception and um, how. How you can learn things from how they built their company. So the the thing you can learn is the power of breaking your goals into smaller goals. The the power of kind of what I call this micro goal mentality where you take a big goal and you maybe break it into smaller things and it adds up huge over time. This is very useful for fitness but really for business and lifestyle and anything in that area as well. This is something that I typically use the most in business. You can use it in things like weight loss and everything like that as well. Um, bear with me. This one, I'm going to try to keep a little bit of a secret. I'm not going to spoil it as I go on, but uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the show and hopefully you get a lot from it. You're able to learn from the story. You're able to learn from the from the way that I try to draw the lesson out of the story and, and hopefully it helps you out in your life. Uh, let's get to today's show, episode 172. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to another episode and another week of episodes. This is kind of the middle of March now. We're through with that first week of this month, already flying by, a lot of big things happening in in my family's life and a lot of big things kind of as this spring ends, Uh, so staying real busy. and. Still doing the podcast, though, and excited to do it and excited to kind of get into some different kind of topics, maybe interview some new great people. Um, I'm really excited about that specifically. I know, you know, I have a few lined up, and I'm excited for the ones I have lined up, and I'm also excited for maybe some new opportunities to interview people that are coming up. Which I'll probably share later in the next couple of weeks, uh, but hopefully they're able to get you some great episodes and some great some great content, some great other perspectives that you can listen to and uh, take lessons from. Is a good way to put it, I guess. So in today's show, it is a motivation Monday, and you know I. I like to do these episodes and kind of spread out um, what I talk about, right? This is kind of more of a free day for me. I talk about fitness on Wednesdays. I talk about workouts that day. I talk about programming, all those different nerdy kind of fitness guy things. And on Friday is all about nutrition and food. So those are more locked in, right? Those are more locked in. You guys might like those because they're locked in. Monday though is kind of my chance to pick a topic you know brainstorm for a while read different things get inspired and come up with lessons and topics that that you guys will benefit from and that I would want my own clients to hear right that's kind of how I view uh, the show right you're my audience you listen to the podcast but You know, really, the voice that I'm trying to come across as is as kind of a coach, right? I'm trying to come off as this podcast coach guy that kind of helps you through your fitness journey, simplifies everything for you, and that you're able to, that you're able to really really connect with on a on a level that helps you in in whatever area you need help in right and and that's really what I'm going for so hopefully today's show is like that and I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story today I'm going to talk to you about breaking your goals down into smaller goals what that looks like on a huge scale and maybe a small scale in the fitness world as well you take from it what you want and hopefully it helps you guys out today's show brought to you by um, my online coaching services which is at com slash products head over there if you want to actually be coached by me um, it's an online coaching process and it's uh, you just fill out an application on the website com slash products and if you're approved then you'll get a uh, whatever package you choose right and it involves either skype sessions with me talking about your journey um maybe it is a custom workout program custom nutrition macros all these different things all done for you and customized um in 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 little sections right and the more the bigger package you get i guess you could say the uh the more customized it is, right? You go week by week, four weeks by four weeks, 12 weeks by 12 weeks. That's kind of how I do it. So go check that out if you're interested in being coached by me and having a new workout program uh, for the spring, kind of as summer rolls around, you know you have goals. And uh, let's let's try to hit them. Let's get them figured out together. Motivation Monday. So like I said, I'm telling you guys a story today about, about a about a, a a great startup, okay? It's it's it kind of feels weird to call it that because it's not a startup. It is a massive company today, and I'm talking about one of the greatest underdog success stories ever in technology, television, and this whole startup culture that has that has emerged, you know, in the in in the 2000s. And it's it's a huge company. I'm I'm going to spill it. It is Netflix. Right, everyone knows Netflix. If you if you listen to podcasts, there's no doubt you've heard of Netflix, and you most likely have a Netflix membership or you use someone's Netflix membership, right? But Netflix, fifty fifty plus billion dollar company, right? Online streaming service, getting your movies, your shows, uh, your your Netflix originals, your documentaries, all these different things coming out through Netflix and this massive platform, $50 billion streaming service, massive, massive monster in the online streaming world. But it was really what created that world, right? It started as a DVD by mail rental service. Some of you might remember, remember that getting DVDs by mail when you requested them. Um, and now it has its own television series, award-winning series, um, Over 100 million hours of content on the website and on the app, and it's basically completely redefined our concept of TV. Right? It's completely redefined our options on what we can, what we can consider as entertainment. Because um, and entertainment platforms, right? Before maybe just cable, maybe just satellite, maybe different options like YouTube and things like that to watch things on the internet but never a streaming service with all of your shows and movies that you like all in one place for a cheap price right what like 10 bucks a month or so 7 799 let's call it so the CEO of Netflix, Reed Hastings. That is that is the CEO's name. He's a big m- member of the Silicon Valley tech community. Uh, but th- there's an interesting story about him. Right, basically, born born in Massachusetts, 1960, um, and his father worked for the Nixon administration as a lawyer. Right, so he is a he, he got his bachelor's degree in mathematics and was all about the outdoors. Right. He uh, ran what was called the Outing Club at the time, where he organized climbing, canoeing trips, all these different things. And then after college, he actually joined the Peace Corps uh, to teach math in in Swaziland, okay in in Africa. An, an experience that he called a combination of service and adventure. So, just kind of what I'm getting from this is that he really kind of flew by the seat of his pants, right? Did whatever felt right, did whatever uh, was comfortable, and and. Fun to him, I guess, and he eventually um, he eventually got his master's. When he returned and started a, a tech company, not Netflix, a tech company. A lot of people don't know that that Hastings founded a tech company in the nineties before he even founded Netflix. And this is where he got the money to found to found Netflix, right? To actually start that company. The company was called Peer Software. Which was basically a debugging tool for engineers um, in kind of how you know, the software was developing at this point, and it was really, really improving at a fast rate. So he developed this debugging tool to make things a little bit easier. It doubled its revenue every single year, grew like crazy, and he eventually moved as just an engineer to the CEO of the company, and eventually sold for $750 million as an acquisition to Rational Software, right? I'm getting a little nerdy. I'm getting a little in the weeds here, but this is all just kind of background of this guy, Hastings, right? Reed Hastings. So that money, that $750 million was used to, to co-found Netflix with the, other, with the other co-founder, Mark Randolph. That was in 1997, a long time ago, right? I've talked about this before. No overnight success stories. How about that for not an overnight success story? It has been 20 years since Netflix actually began, but we really, you know, have recently just heard about it. Um, you know, relatively recently. So in the last in the last 10 years or so, it has just blown up. But a lot of struggle before that. A lot of growth. A lot of um, planning right a lot of planning before that and now they're just this monster so that idea for netflix that that one little spark idea a little light bulb came to hastings after he was charged forty dollars for a late fee from an overdue rental from blockbuster right and this is just crazy karma i'll get into a little bit later but that forty dollar late fee because he couldn't get to the store kind of thought to himself You know, why aren't, why isn't there a way to ship DVDs where you just ship them back? You can do it from your home. You don't have to go to the store, go into town, go into your local blockbuster. And that is where Netflix was born. But talk about a risk, guys. Talk about a risk to jump into making Netflix um, and co-founding this company with this massive amount of money, right? He could have easily lived the rest of his life on the money from the acquisition of Pure Software, However, he decided to start this other company based on a small need that he saw. And he was able to really set his goals wisely and, and and realize the potential of this company, right? So ironically, just to back up, finish out this background a little bit. Ironically, Hastings offered to sell 49% of Netflix in 2000 to Blockbuster to kind of act like the online platform for Blockbuster. And we know now this would have been huge for the company who is now you know, shutting down. Uh, Blockbuster turned them down, and immediately at that point, Hastings promoted Netflix as the rental underdog, the competitor to Blockbuster, and that would be the biggest mistake Blockbuster would ever make. That's not really the lesson, though, that I want you to take. These are all interesting things and all interesting lessons about, um, you know, this business kind of culture, taking risks, jumping into things, and just coming up with an idea. However, the, the numbers is really where I want you to pay attention for today's episode. So five years later, after that, after Blockbuster turned down the deal in 2000, that's 2005, Netflix had 4.5 million subscribers and counting, just rapidly increasing, beating out any any online efforts that Blockbuster could make late in the game. They were a monster already and... It was, you know, it was, it it was done. Blockbuster was done. Netflix was on fire. And by 2010, that was up to 16 million subscribers to Netflix. These on-demand streaming services were very popular, changed the game, changed how we view television. And, uh, now, like I said, just a monster. By the end of 2013, because of original Netflix shows like House of Cards, it, Netflix, stock tripled in value because it was seen as something that could create its own content, right? Which was a whole nother beast. It was a whole nother thing that, that Netflix showed it could do. So it was, you know, all these millions of subscribers, the original shows, it's worth worth a ton of money. Hastings is worth over $1.5 billion today, and Netflix, as I said, is worth over $50 billion dollars. So, very obviously a popular company, but but it's interesting to kind of see how they got there, right? The the journey they took and the rapid growth that they saw, the risk that Hastings took putting kind of all his marbles in on this and how rapidly they grew to to just millions and millions of subscribers, right? 20 million plus subscribers to Netflix today. And What I really want to talk about is this kind of little concept of their subscribers, okay? Now, I'm breaking this down. I wanted to share with you that story because I think you can take from it whatever you want to. It's just a neat story about the startup, about this monster in television and streaming services. However, what I think we can really get from it is their pricing structure, okay? Now, I'm going to dig a little deep in here too, but I'm going to try to simplify it. And if you think about their pricing structure... And the revenue streams, right? Compare these two. Think of them in two columns. You have on one side the pricing structure, which is let's call it ten dollars a month. Um, it's going to be a little bit, a little bit less than ten dollars a month, but call it ten dollars a month just for easy, just for the sake of making it a little easier for the math. And and think about how little that seems, right? When you're creating a company and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be 10 bucks a month per person and I'm putting these this big acquisition money, we have pure software into it, $750 million pouring everything into it and I'm going to charge $10 for the service. That's crazy, right? If you think about it, that's crazy. What if only 10 people join, right? You're only making 100 bucks a month on this platform and you're spending a lot more money than that. However, today you know, making millions and millions of dollars a year and having, you know, 20 million subscribers, you can do the math on what that ends up being $10 a month, right? So how do you turn $10 a month into a million dollars a year? That's the question, right? How do you do that? And the answer is Just to grow, right? And to add in things little by little and to break things down goal by goal, right? Netflix, their kind of strategy here was to provide a great service, provide and fill a need and, you know, hopefully, you know, take it person by person. Do it on that basis. If Joe is paying $10 a month and Sally and five of Sally's friends, five of Joe's friends, you know it just keeps growing like that on that tree. And that's really the strategy they have, charging a low price, breaking things down person by person, but growing it so everyone would want to use it, right? And that's how they turn into a monster. So how do you turn $10 a month into a million dollars a year? You it's it, it's simple. You only get 10,000 people to pay the 10,000 to pay the $10 a month, right? 10,000 people and think about what they have right now, 16 million, 20 million subscribers, somewhere in that range. And you know, you can do the math of how much revenue they make now. But think about that first jump. Think about starting a company where you're charging less than $10 a month and how you'd have to think of that in your head. It's like, I want this to be a million dollar company. We have to get ten thousand people, and then you want that to be a billion dollar company, right? And then a ten billion, and then you want to keep on increasing that revenue, you know, just over and over again. But you have to break it down per month, per person, and make sure your goal isn't super high, right? It's not this big software company where they said, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna just build it. It's gonna be worth a ton of money. Sell it for billions. It's subscriber by subscriber, literally. And that is how Netflix and Reed Hastings broke down their goals. So what can we learn from this, Triple F Podcast listeners? This pricing structure, you can learn a ton from the story of Netflix. I think it was just a useful story to share. However, the uh, the subscriber model, right, the breaking down your goals concept, this micro goal mentality is going to be a game changer for you if you actually implement it, right? And I totally suggest that you take action on this and not just listen, but think about your goals in things big and small, your money, your business, your relationships, your uh, your fitness, even on that small of a scale, break them down into small things just like Netflix did, turning $10 a month into billions and billions of dollars a year. And That can be done in the same way. I'll kind of give you an example. If you need more money, you know, try to figure out an extra way to make uh, $1,000 a month, right? That adds up $12,000 a year. And, you know, maybe you turn that into 2,000 eventually, and maybe that turns into four after a few years, right? Start things that can grow and start things on a small scale that have the potential to grow into monsters. In your fitness goals, this is a smaller scale, but I wanted to touch on this as well. Break down those goals, guys. Turn the, Do the micro goal thing, right? Do it. And kind of take this concept of turning $10 a month, one subscriber, one subscriber into a massive monster. Do that in your own fitness goals, right? One day of tracking your food. That's all you got to focus on right now. One day of getting more exercise, maybe walking to work. Maybe one day of of actually going to the gym and going through a session. Maybe you... Get a training program that you can follow today. Making small victories over and over again and compounding those is going to be able to turn your small micro goals into huge successes down the road. And that's really the lesson I want you guys to take from today's show um, is the power of small goals and the small accomplishments, just the compound effect of doing little things every single day, focusing on the small things but keeping the big things in mind. Motivation Monday. Thanks, guys, for joining me for another Motivation Monday. I'm going to have some coffee and enjoy my morning. Um, It's almost time for work, so I got to take off. Hopefully, you enjoyed today's show. This is episode 172. Talked about Netflix and turning $10 a month into $1 million dollars a year plus right way more than a million but that's the easy math right there hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode i appreciate you tuning in listening and all the support for the show check out triple f com slash products if you want coaching services i'll talk to you guys on wednesday